everyone, and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex in the City podcast, where we dive into every episode of Sex in the City, the two movies, and of course, and just like that, I am your host, Samantha Bush, and I am joined by Chris Lewis, as always. Hi, Chris. Hello. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm well. We're a cop without a badge. We are a we do not have a producer on the line. We are no, recording. We're going rogue. Well, I was going to say solo, but there are two of us. <laughs> we are recording as a duo, not a trio. We are not Destiny's child, but Destiny's children. We are. We. Wow. Yeah. I, I feel like I. You know, we don't have our mothership. Like, I don't have, like, the backup. I don't have the protection no, we of having someone listen to 10 us. 10 minutes trying to decide how to record on Zoom and which of us should and if that would be visual or it's, not. It's Yeah, it's this, like, anxiety all of a sudden. Like, I'm like, how do I work a computer? Like, I don't yeah. know what to do. Um, so apologies if you're a YouTube watching Shortcomings Queen for the next two weeks. You're not going to have us visually, but we'll or be back over there. maybe you will. But maybe you will. Oh, that's true. Maybe. We don't know. We, we don't know if don't this is know. recording. So maybe you are looking at us. Maybe you're not. I'm in a shockingly bright color, which I enjoy. I'm really trying to eke out the rest of the summer. Yeah. I am in, I have a Cadet Kelly type of bun going on. I'm still seeing too many flyaways for someone who said she was <laughs> slicked back. <laughs> We're both blurred out, just giant. It's, oh my god! Uh, listen, I'm moving next week. Like I have shit everywhere. You're moving? Yeah. Where are you moving? Um, into a townhouse. Oh, where? In Royal Oak, which is like 20 minutes from where I am. How fun! Yeah, I'm moving in with my friend to save money. Who? My friend Paige. You're moving in with Paige. Oh God. Like, we'll talk about that offline. But yeah, I think we'll there take are gonna that. Some we'll bad decisions to... that come out of that. I'm I'm concerned for both both of you are going to get murdered. Uh, I'm I'm a little scared as well because she's some... very Type A, and you know me. Paige is not Type A. Yes, not with yes. some of the life decisions she's made, and I don't want to get into it. No, I'm talking like cleanliness, organizational. Oh, okay. I'm talking. And of course, life. she's a teaching queen. We support her in her we professional life. It's just Absolutely. some of her personal choices and this is someone i don't know well <laughs> no i consider her a dear friend <laughs> and i consider her in some i consider myself her spiritual guide you know what i, I, I don't know if she, she reciprocates that i don't know if she appreciates it i don't know if she's does she listen to you no of course not yes yeah, but a lot a of people don't listen to their spiritual guides she's a pisces queen are you my spiritual guide no, I've dropped that job a long time ago. About two days into this friendship, I was like, you know what? I can't take that. I can't have that on cause. my record. Yeah. <laughs> I can't have that on my books. She's too old. <laughs> I going to say, I did have a, a shout out to Kirsten, one of my closest friends. I love her so much. She has a really good friend. And he, we're, clo- we're like friendly. Mm-hmm. And he would refer to me as his Jewish grandmother. Oh. And I was, because I was always like, this kid, he can't get it together. What's going on with him? Oh my God. He's stressing me out. Yeah. That's you with me every day. Yeah. And he's not on my books either. I was like, except I, for do- like when I really am in need, you do, you do come to my rescue and help me. Yeah. A you lot. called me in need of some, some help recently. And I got to tell you, I answered and I was at my fucking lowest emotionally, physically, sexually. Chris, I would have never known. I would have never known. I was a broken bird so for oh. me to answer that phone when i hung he it up i a wing up and lumped just... back over and died basically for another three hours <laughs> been up since been up till 4 a.m tongue uh, out just tongue out, out the queen is dead i had cried in an uber the uber driver was like sir are you okay i was like i'm just really tired <laughs> I felt that. That's nothing is sadder than crying when you're tired. Yeah, I, I cry all the time when I'm sleepy. Oh, what are we here to discuss? We're here to talk about Sex in the City. Oh, hold on. Before we get into Sex in the City, are you watching anything? What's going on? I know you watched Love is Blind after the altar. I haven't mm. yet. And I don't know that I will be. It, you don't. It's not worth it. 
Yeah, it just it's doesn't seem like... It's not worth I, it. I hate them all. If and I, I don't hate them in a fun way. I the moment it came out, I felt, I, I felt that was me saying this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. You didn't choose that journey. And no. you know what? I wish I didn't either. It's Here's what I don't like is it's... They all have egos because they got fame from this. So they all, it's just not, and the editing, they, Netflix got sloppy. Did you see what they did? No. They so, just... so Deep D, mm-hmm. Deeps, she at one point is like, they reverse edited, like they reversed her head. What do you mean? Like, like, like fucking Professor like, Quirrell not, at the end of Harry Potter? No, she just how do I head? describe this? Like, so if I turned my head like this, the editors did it the opposite. So it looked like I was like facing forward. That sounds scary. So they made it look like she turned around to look at like drama that was like supposedly going on, but she really wasn't. She was actually turning her head away from it. And it's like, Netflix, get your shit together. I can't wait for the new season of uh, Great British Bake Off. That is like my warm chocolate chip cookie comfort show that I just cherish. I hate that show. Okay. Um, I love it. I also, you know, I'm deep in the fantasy life right now. I got my Lord of the Rings going. I got my House of Dragons going. I, I Someone tweeted about those two shows. <sighs> Nothing makes me happier than coming onto the internet and watching us all pretend they're good. Oh, Ira tweeted that. And I haven't seen any of them. Like, I haven't seen... <laughs> I think they're amazing. Do you? Or I you love it. Fun? Every... No, I love them. To me, like, that type of shit, like, just gets me excited. Like, there's What's something about House of Dragons. What's going on with Dragons. Matt Smith's wig on the that wig, show? The wig's just all around on that show. Like, there I was know a wig that... this week, Chris, that was gray dreadlocks. And it was, Please tell me it was on a black person. It well, was. Most likely it wasn't because I've never seen a black person on those shows. He was. Oh, that's good. But like it just was coming so far off his head. Like it it was a startling sight. I just don't understand why wigs in Hollywood are so bad. They're so plopped on people's heads just like, if let's go. Karen Huger, you just got to shift it a little bit. You Is just got to put some I, wind honestly, under it. I want to say it's racism because they're not hiring black people to do these wigs. It's just like they're getting white girls to just plop wigs on people's heads. Interns off the street. What they've done to my gorgeous Matt Smith is so upsetting. When I saw him, what he looked like on that show, I, I've never, not since Clive Owen is Bill Clinton, have I seen someone beaten down like that. He looks terrible. I've never seen it. And, and look, this isn't a great looking man to begin with. I don't know why I love him so much. No, I find him so creepy. And in this But is that show, what the character is supposed to be, I guess? Or is he our sex Well, symbol? you know it's Game of Thrones. So, like, the sex symbol is also the woman's uncle. Uh-oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> quite a loud car outside. <laughs> They're coming. Could be. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I sound like Thomas Ravenel. <laughs> oh, you love T-Rav. Nope, 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 nope. Don't say that. <laughs> I do not love that man, and we are not getting into Bravo. On the he record, he does not love that man. He is a criminal and disgusting. Mm-hmm. Did he give us some <laughs> some of my fi- favorite moments in the history of television? Sadly. We have to accept two things as true. Um, But no, I'm not, I don't know if I'll go on. I know I'm not going on House of Dragons, the journey with you there. I wish I could drop my toe into, drop my toe in. Drop your toe in. I wish I could drop my toe right into the shallow waters of, what, at Lord of the Rings, the The Rings Rings of of Power. Power. But I know I can't. Okay. I I just know that's not for me. Okay. And as I've said time and time again, I'm simply just, I'm re-watching more than I'm watching, so... Well, you know, it is the beginning of fall this week. And so I have started my Gilmore Girls rewatch from the beginning again, season one. Oh, yeah, I'll be there soon. And we're going to talk about Gilmore Girls next week. You guys will get that. Look forward to it. It's the people have been. And the people who said no, thank you. I simply said, well, guess what, bitch? It's our podcast. <laughs> it <laughs> wasn't a question. No? <laughs> well, they were they were just kind of like, no, we don't really watch that show, you know? And I was like, well, look, we do. Well, we we it's like one of the things that bonds us it's kind of like when they were like oh please talk about sex lives a college girl a whole podcast about that and i simply said i don't have that much to say about that show love it 
we have we have enough to say about it in the top of the show, and, and then we can move it. on. But we mm-hmm. I can't dedicate it now. I did say we would dedicate a whole episode to Danny Castellano. Where to begin? That my short body. little stallion. Um, I do want to watch that sh- that movie that just came out called Do Revenge. It has Sophie Turner in it and the girl. I don't from know who Riverdale. Sophie Turner is. She's the actress who's dating, uh, married to Joe Jonas. Oh, and she was on Game of Thrones with the coffee cup. Yep, 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 yep. Yes. Okay. That was her. And I guess it's incredible. It's giving, like, 2022 Mean Girls, people are saying. Like, it's that iconic and really funny and has all these really great moments. So I'm really excited to check that out. I've never even heard of it. It literally just came out, like, two Uh days ago. Yeah. Sorry, I'm on the front lines, you know, of entertainment news. I'm not anymore. I'm like, I've got my foot right into like 1972 these days. I'm like, what's going on with Barbara yeah. Stanwyck? <laughs> okay, are we going to talk about Sex and the City? Do you want to talk about anything? What are you watching? Do you want to share? Um, like, the only thing I'm out? watching that's really new is I'm waited with bated breath for every new episode of The Good Fight. Mm. My favorite show on television. You know my mom is deep in that. Deep. Looking forward to The Crown. And I just have to say more than anything... I'm craving me some Che. The fact that I'm not getting set photos, when the fuck are they going to get to work? I'm disgusted. I hope we get like a fall winter season. I think we're getting a winter season and we'll actually, let's just get into it and then I can weave in my thoughts about and just like that. Okay. All right, so let's start with a little episode synopsis. Carrie ponders a life in L.A. Charlotte runs from her reality. Miranda tries on optimism. And basically, Samantha meets Hugh Hefner. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's, that's what we're I don't needing. even want to talk about, like, the theme of this episode. Because, like, was there one? I guess the theme would be, is it possible to fake it? We've got the fake bags. But then it's also, like, Vince L.A. versus fake New York. Life. They all got kind of fake lives. I don't know. It seems very, yeah, LA versus New York, us versus them. I got to tell you right up the top before we break it down Mm -hmm. and hear the monologue. I hated this episode with not a thing to hang my hat on. What did you think overall? I mean, it's such... I just love Vince Vaughn. I love to look at him. I love to listen to him. I love him so much. So, but overall, I mean, I already know what I'm reading this episode. I, I've i got nothing. All right. Well, let's hear the monologue and then move on. We're really making this episode enticing for people to want to listen to. <laughs> no, we're like, no, no. Oh, we're going to have some great takes, guys. Don't you worry. Yeah. And some co- comedy. So let's hear the monologue and then move on. That night, after hours of stress-free pool time, I realized something startling. I was actually starting to like L.A. New Yorkers are trained to hate Los Angeles. This supposedly is a place where intellect is ridiculed and who you date and what you look like is revered. Yet here we were having the time of our lives. The men were happy, the homes were huge, the bags looked great, and maybe that was enough. The weather moves from west to east. Was it just a matter of time before the truth blew across Manhattan? When it comes to bags, men, and cities, is it really what's outside that counts? So, let's start with perhaps Samantha's most... I'm so sick of starting with Samantha, just because they keep giving her fucking nothing. This is perhaps the most nothing storyline she's ever had. Ever. And she fucked a dildo model. Honestly, I'm looking back on last week fondly. Fuck. Well, we did enjoy the Matthew McConaughey of it all. Ugh, I've been Google imaging that man left and right. Have you seen his high school senior photo? I've seen it all. I dropped back into, like, just the bongo of, of all of it all. I also read an interview where he simply said, I am not sure what I was doing there, but I know I took a big swing regarding his performance in Sex and the City. And that he did. Yeah, and I was like, and honestly, he should take bigger swings. He should, because he, he's better in that than he was True Detective. Sorry. And- and True Detective was an incredible show. Yeah, was it? The first or were season, we all bored? It was like 2012, so <laughs> yeah, I think, we're just really I think bored. we were all just like, what's happening? Who, yeah. who, we don't understand. Yeah, we were. It was no Mayor of Easttown. Love me. What I'd mayor. give to get Evan Peters onto the second season of And Just Like That. 
Are you going to watch this Jeffrey Dahmer movie? Of course, you know, as Kimmy K once said, I will always ride for my man. Kim K said that? About Kanye, not Evan Peters. And clearly she didn't. No, but when I say it, I mean it. I will always it. ride for Evan Peters. I don't yeah. say that about certain men, any man lately. I would not say that about, say, um, who was that gentleman who I saw in Belfast and became, I was all a tizzy? I don't know. And you said he was in some movie about the beach. Barb and Star. Oh my god. Um, Dornan. Oh, Jimmy uh, Dornan. I was a Dornhead. Jimmy? Jamie. Oh, yeah. I was like, his name is not Jimmy. I yeah, you're popped a into that man like, woo, I've never seen anyone hotter. Not 20 minutes later, I was like, who? Yeah. Much like the Samantha storyline. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Thank you for the segue, the, the circling back. <sighs> So, guys, Samantha meets Hugh Hefner, and she's so excited. Carrie says in voiceover, it's like, it's not a star sighting, it's the star sighting. What did you think of Hugh? Both in life and his performance. He's a slimy fucking pig. Like, what is there to say about him? I used to love that show. Girls Next Door? Yes. It's amazing. Raised. I watched Those every women episode. raised me. And I watched the spinoff, Kendra, the girl with that laugh. Oh my god, and her husband, her ex-husband. We don't, I, we shouldn't touch on. I'm not, I'm just saying her ex-husband. Yeah. Um, But I remember Bridget, do you remember Bridget and her dog Wednesday? Of course I remember Bridget, and of course I watched her travel show. I loved her, and I hated that she was like, always like the the full-size girl, like she was And I read Holly's book, of course. (laughs) Oh, Holly's, Holly's spilling tea left and right. Yeah, I, I, so Hugh is just, like, not it for me. Now, you know who was it for me was that documentary about his relationship with, like, his bookkeeper who was, like, 100 years old? Wait, I did see that. <laughs> now, that woman I really respected. She reminded me of the woman from And Just Like That who kept Big's books. Yeah, very similar relationship if Big was, like, a million old crypt keeper. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it just seems a little—I don't know—a little don't too know on that the Samantha nose. I would care about Hugh Hefner. I just—I didn't really buy that. I mean, yeah, I guess he's like this sex symbol who, <sighs> not him as a sex symbol, but that he's a kind of sexual symbol. figure yeah. in American culture, and I could mm-hmm. see her relating to that. But it's like Samantha. So is Marilyn Monroe. Not that I want Samantha to be one of those girls. Yeah, we don't need any more of those. Uh, One million girls who had that goddamn quote on their Facebook. (laughs) If you don't don't help me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. It's like like Marilyn didn't say that. And even if she did, like, sweetie, you ain't Marilyn. (laughs) Yeah, you ain't ain't her. You weren't married to Arthur Miller, none of us Marilyn, so let's all... Yeah. I think I would have liked it better if Samantha had met, like, a very... Ron Jeremy. No, like a woman who was very, like, who was a sex symbol, an icon, like someone who was very, like... But who would that woman be, right? Because I think it needs to be someone who's real. Right. Like, they wanted a cameo. Rebecca de Mornay? It was like, I I can't think of someone, but, like... Maybe Marilyn, if she'd been with us. Yeah. But I just feel like... Yeah. No, no. No, no, Um... But I mean, I got it, whatever. It's. Uh, I don't know. I was just like, he popped up, and first of all, I'd forgotten he was popping up. Like, I guess I'd forgotten that he gets us to the Playboy Mansion. So yeah. when I was watching, I was like, oh God, what's he doing here, darkening our doorsteps? And do you think this- the girls behind him were really Playboy, like Playmates, or do you think they just. Well, I was hoping they were one of Holly and the gals. I would have. Could you have fucking. I imagine? was pausing, just zooming in, like, is it? Is it Holly, Bridget, and Kendra? <laughs> Where are they? Yeah. The girl with that laugh? I would have welcomed her just to see them. Mm. Or maybe Gloria Steinem. Oh my Because, <laughs> you know, she dressed up as a Playboy bunny. Or was that Barbara Walters? Maybe both. I think both. Let's move on. Let's, anyway. So the other half of Samantha's storyline is, is that she's buying fake bags. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what else to say about that. She was buying fake Fendi. It looks like real Fendi. And to me, again, this... That to me feels like something Miranda would do. 
yeah like like status and spending money on something and owning the real one seems like it would be important to samantha yeah particularly for someone in pr who will see go fucking crazy over a birkin bag in a few seasons with lucy lou yeah but i could see miranda like yeah i'll get a fucking cheap ass bag what do i care and they could have added that to her letterman lou storyline she doesn't she's not doing shit else (laughs) well what i don't like that they do with samantha sometimes is they make her seem very shallow and it kind of takes me back to like the very first episode with her and capote duncan where like she's this very sexual woman and they zoom in on her and she looks sad and there's something that I just hate about that so much. So, like, when I see her and they're trying to paint her as this woman who, like, doesn't care if she has, like, fake Fendi and she's also the sexual one and she likes Hugh Hefner and it's this thing. There's something about that that I just don't – I don't particularly love that. For well, there was something not high-end about Samantha. Right, about and the I whole thing. And I was like, like, this is She loves her. Hugh Hefner. She was carrying dildos around. Like, L.A.'s yeah. got Samantha down bad. That's why she wanted to get out of there in the in the movies. Maybe we just don't like L.A. Samantha. She's just ripping and roaring through the, like, nothing. She's, yeah. I did, I will say, I did have a laugh when her bag opens and then Charlotte says something like, could you have any more condoms? Which is like, did Charlotte turn into Chandler from Friends? <laughs> It and was... then Samantha just goes, yes, I did. <laughs> I I love her. This is just not the storyline I would love. No, I don't know I would... what they would have done with her in L.A., but this just ain't it for me. And then we take a detour to the valley, and they paint the valley, which, <gasps> like... They painted the valley to be, like... I, like, what the, the fuck? Now, I've never been to the valley. Same. Only through the screens of Vanderpump Rules have I been and to clueless. the valley. And I guess Clueless didn't present it well either, now that yeah. I think of it. She, yeah. So what's going on in the yeah, Valley? If you're from the, the valley, valley, guys. We're going to get a lot of LA peeps writing to us like we do oh, with the New York people. Like, they don't know geography. They don't it's fucking like... know what happens in the Valley. Yeah, guys, we never said we were cosmopolitans. We just said we were two clowns on a mic. Everyone wants us to fucking know everything. Ain't that the truth? And when in fact, we know nothing. We know nothing. Like Jon Snow. I've never seen that show, but I think it's a right. <laughs> Yeah, so they're in the valley. There's a trunk of fake Fendi's. There's dogs barking. We hit the beat again with like, don't smoke near the bags, which I did have a laugh at that guy. Right, because it's like these bags are trash. (laughs) Yeah. Who cares? And then we go to the Playboy Mansion and Sam thinks that the bunny stole her fake Fendi. Someone stole my fake Fendi. Are you sure? I put the bag down beside me. When I got up, it was gone. Oh my God. Bunny's got my bag. All right, give me my bag. Excuse me. You stole my bag. This is my bag. Are we having a problem here? Yes. I'm sorry to tell you this, but this bunny stole my bag. It's my bag. She says it's her bag. Look on the inside. You'll see there's a label that says made in China and there's a bunch of condoms in there. See, Fendi. Samantha was mortified. She assumed everything on the bunny was fake. Okay, then. (laughs) Innocent mistake. (laughs) Apparently, one nod from Hef and the pool party was over. And I didn't really understand why Hugh was so offended. He was like, get her out of here. I cannot do a Hugh Hef. Get her out of here. Because he has a little bit of a high voice. That's not how... That's like what David Beckham sounds like. That is not what Hugh Hefner is. That's now my Hugh Hefner. If I ever have another reason to do a Hugh Hefner impersonation. Get her out of here. Half Mickey Mouse. Yeah, it's very very Minnie Mouse. (laughs) Um, And then so they get kicked out and leave. I don't know. This is probably (laughs) my least favorite Samantha storyline. And that we've certainly... That we've seen so far... And I can't think of anything I dislike more. Uh, well, god damn it if the finale of this season isn't. That's oh, well, tough. and then no ifs, ands, and buts. That was... <laughs> that was just bad for everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I actually don't even blame Samantha, the character for that. that. Everybody, that's the Yeah, everybody was struggling that episode. And that um, we're all going to be struggling in about four when we get to the... 
gonna get to that finale. Unless, of course, HBO has like edited the episode and we're gonna watch it and be like, wait, where is everything problematic? No, I don't think they have. They haven't. Because yeah, you know, so. there are like those episodes of Thirty Rock where they scrubbed the blackface from them. Mm-hmm. Or like the episodes of Southern Charm, they get rid of some of the plantations. Well, I they'd think. have to delete the whole fucking show. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> Racist that is very mess true. Over there. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, I don't have much to say about Samantha. I'm ready. Yeah, to let's kinda... get into Rambo. Yeah, let's get into Rambo. So Rambo is meeting up with Letterman Lou. What did you think of him? A goofy, goofy boy. Okay, I have written here as my third note on this page. Letterman Lou turns me on aesthetically. I I see that. Aesthetically, I wanted Aesthetically. to make that very clear. The minute he started talking, I was kind of like, no, not for me. But when he bounced on up in his Lakers hat, Knicks? I think he was wearing a Giants? Knicks hat. Knicks hat. What? Knicks. Is that a New York football team? Yes. Baseball team? Basketball. Basketball? <laughs> Soccer? Soccer? No, it's basketball. Rugby. Um, no, he has this Quidditch. very, like, Seinfeld. Yeah, and you Jerry know how I feel Seinfeld. about Jerry S., you know? I, I think of him wears those tight little jeans daily. <laughs> yeah, so um, he kind of had that like look to him, like very New York look. But then the friends shot start. I mean, the way the Sex and the City writers were just throwing jabs at friends, unnecessary. Yeah, they were like, we're getting, we're getting that Rachel Green, like, like oh, the one that stars that feisty waitress. I was like, Carrie, shut the fuck up. You're a like prudish sex writer. We're all dealing in archetypes here. Yeah, we're all struggling. Yeah, your friends basically the Samantha's basically the archetype of the hooker with the heart of gold. Like, let's not pretend we're not playing with stereotypes and exactly and tropes on this show, like. Like, this is the best written show when the best thing you could come up with a threesome was three ducks. <laughs> the way that that sticks with us as something that we bring up in When we look back on all episode. of shortcomings, that's going to be the biggest revelation. Because, Chris, I can, like, see that can info see when we three talk ducks about it. Like, I can see it, and every time I'm like... What a stupid thing. So <laughs> fucking stupid. Or, of course, how I always think Charlotte Poughkeepsie'd in her pants. And I'm like, I remember thinking in the theater when Carrie said that during the first movie, what am I doing here? (laughs) What's happening? (laughs) Or in season four when when, uh, John Corbett, what's his name, Aiden? He says, (laughs) let's What's his name? Your (laughs) king? Aiden. Sorry. Um, He says, let's get Maui'd. But see, now I think Aiden would say that, so I don't think that's poor writing. It makes writing. me disgusted. It's, it is quote unquote cringy. It is, cringy. but it is true to Aiden's character. He would say, "Let's get Maui'd." <laughs> He's probably also still quoting Borat wherever the fuck he is. Like, oh, this I... is my wife. <laughs> Aiden's disgusting. You just triggered something in me so bad. I hate when people quote that shit. When they say stuff from Borat, and they're like, don't you know it's from Borat? I'm like, that movie came out in 2004. Can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> yeah, like, come on. Like, no, I don't remember word for word what happened the in The only Borat. person who can po- quote Borat is Adam Pally on The Mindy Project. Other than that, everyone needs to shut the fuck up, including Aiden. Mm. Anyway, back Let's to get Miranda. back to Letterman Lou. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to Letterman Lou. So Miranda wants to be a little bit more optimistic. She's being nice to Charlotte in her revelation. But then she goes to dinner with Letterman Lou. And this is where I was disgusted. Oh, this looks great. Oh my God, do I miss the smell. (laughs) So you were saying? You should really read Zen in the Art of Modern Living. It is so calming. I'm still trying to get used to bath beats. (laughs) You are so New York. Come on, don't you miss it? Just a little... No, I get to write about it every day. That's not New York, it's a soundstage. 20-somethings with tiny salaries don't live in huge Soho lofts painted bright colors. It's totally fake. Uh, I think 40 million viewers would disagree with you on that. Mm. Is something wrong with your steak? No, uh uh-uh. It's great. What are you doing? I'm tasting my food. Why aren't you swallowing your food? Do you think I look this good by eating? Miranda realized Lou hadn't found inner peace. He'd found an eating disorder. Are you serious? 
Miranda, don't put your toxic shit on me. This is fucking L.A., okay? You have no idea what kind of pressure I'm under here. Who cares what you look like? You're a writer. For a hit show. Trust me, no one wants to hire a fat story editor. All Miranda wanted to do was rip that Nick's hat off his head because no self-respecting New Yorker would ever spit out that good a steak. <sighs> Jesus fucking Christ. Now I've lost my appetite. What did you think? Have you ever been to dinner with a man who did this? Chewed his food and then spit it out? Yes. No. I have been to dinner with an elderly person who did this. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And it was upsetting enough, but she had a medical reason for it. Oh. Whereas if I, it, but it was like still like shocking. It's still off putting. Like you're still like. The first time you see it, you're like, uh, uh, what? Did she acknowledge it? Like, this is why... No, but she was, like, an older gal. So, like, you know, once to put a certain age, it's like, I'm not acknowledging shit. You do you, and I'll do me. Wow. But Miranda's okay. truly disgusted. But disgusted. she does stay... Th- she doesn't get up and leave. She's like, well, I gotta finish this steak. Well, because she says to him, she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, you think they ugly, fat, ugly writers in L.A.? I'm he's a like, writer. Every- <laughs> like, she's now like, he's what? Steve in our minds. Yeah. <laughs> He turns into Steve really quick. Um, yeah, I mean, that's all she wrote on Letterman Lou. Yeah, that's all that he had going on. Mm-hmm. The one thing I do want to say is remember the episode, I think it's that fucking episode with that man, you love <laughs> fucking Tweety Bird, where she goes on the date where they go on a foursome, what is that called? A double date. Yes, yeah. With his friend. Uh-huh. And his friend is like, I've never left New York City. And Miranda is so disgusted. Given Miranda's behavior in this episode, she absolutely, as I said at the time, is someone who would extol the virtues of, like, I never leave New York City. Everyone outside in New York City is disgusting. I mean, she kind of did do that when she moved to Brooklyn. She was, like, disgusted. Yeah, she, I mean, this bitch didn't want to move boroughs. No, she was like, I can't believe I'm going over there. No. I want to get your thoughts on this. After, given Miranda's behavior in this episode, how much do we think she's acclimating well to L.A. now that she's there craving her some che? Like, are we getting an, are we staring down the barrel of an episode where Miranda is trying, is going to, like, green juice shops and, like, rolling her eyes, like, oh, boy. (laughs) I think that in the beginning she probably really likes it because it's the high of something new she's doing it with someone that she loves like it's this whole thing like i think she's really trying to make herself love it and then we'll realize like this is not the life for me like do we even think we're gonna see miranda in la or will she just be back in new york and we're dealing with the aftermath i'm hoping the latter Chris, with that show, you never I don't know fucking what know. they're throwing at us. Like, they could I... like open up, and it's like this is the flashback to when they were in Cleveland. It's like, wait, that's not what we wanted I know. at all. Like, I watched her get fingered in a kitchen. Like things. <sighs> what I'd give for somebody to get fingered in the kitchen during this episode. So fucking bored. Oh my god, I know. It's really a snooze. Um, let's get into Charlotte, and then hopefully wrap this the fuck up. <laughs> okay. So I did like the beat that Charlotte and Trey are coming home from their first fundraiser. The idea that Charlotte's life is getting bigger in terms of where she's going in social functions, but also that she's now performing this new duty. But the duty she's not performing is getting her back blown out. Because Trey, she tries to get down into Trey's pants. Now, I have to say, I just don't even care. Trey is so hot. (laughs) Chris, you wouldn't care... I'm just kind of like, just masturbate and look at him. To me, that would achieve the same thing. I'd be like... She wants the weight of her husband on her body. I don't know. He's just so hot and he's such like a Magoo Gooper. I'm like... (laughs) That I'd be like, oh, just be quiet and stand there. Because when you talk, I'm not attracted to you. What makes me really not attracted to him is him like being like, okay, I'm going to go running now. Okay, like that you, kind of behavior. You, no, no, fuck you, bitch. What? Because you don't want him to go running, but you want the body when he's playing tennis. You can't have it on both sides. He's got he's to get on the He's using running as a replacement for not fucking her. Okay, but do you want that sweaty, hot body? Which, by yes. the way, no one's ever sweat like that. That's so... He's so glistened up. He looked like a gay porn star. It's like, is this so a Sean good. Cody film? What's happening? So he looked like a little snack. I'm obsessed with him. 
But you know who isn't a Charlotte, who gets Carrie's mail and is like, I get the fuck out of here. Yeah, she's like, I'm over this. I'm over this husband situation. And so she goes over to L.A. and she acclimates quite well. And I have to say, the scene where she's ordering was giving me such Sally from When Harry Met Sally vibes. Yes. And I was like... Charlotte's what a goddamn queen. I mean, th- you've seen me order. I'm not that different, which is just like, I'd like it this way, then add a little bit of this. Oh, I'd like that. Even my drinks, they're like, could you, sir, I don't know how much different you want this margarita. Right. And you know exactly the way that you want it, and you get it that way. And I'm not a, well, no, actually, I'm not a returner. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a returner. Like, unless just it's something where I'm like, Oh, I've eaten the really? wrong meal. Just like, fuck, this is like not even what I ordered. <laughs> it happened to me recently. I did cry, but I still ate it. Oh. A spicy pumpkin dish is not spicy beef. Ew. No. And I was like, well, this is it. <laughs> I've got to eat it. It was delicious, just not what I wanted. Yeah. Wow. Delicious, exactly what I wanted. I couldn't get enough, as Carrie will say about my back nibbling king. Oh, I can't wait. That video of him that you got sent a million times. Guys, I want everyone to know I did see Petrotsky dancing down the street. In his, in, at Vogue. Uh, at Vogue World. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Charlotte's not getting fucked, but she's eating egg whites. She's living the dream in LA. She's loving being with the girlies. Um, and she finally does admit that she and Trey haven't slept together. And the reactions are wild mm. from the girls. My marriage is a fake Fendi. Excuse me? Trey and I look like the perfect couple from the outside, but on the inside, it's all fake. It's not special. He can't even get it up. What? You've never had sex. You've never had sex? But you've been married for over a month. You've never had sex? It's not a physical thing, it's emotional. You knew about this? She told me at the wedding. Well, I was afraid you'd just say you told me so and then I should never have gotten married so quickly. Charlotte, who am I to judge you? We all have our own paths in life. Apparently, three days with Lou had changed Miranda from deeply sarcastic to Deepak Chopra. What am I gonna do? Wait, you've never had sex? She's never had sex. It's only been a month. Hey! He hasn't seen Brazil. <gasps> a second honeymoon to South America. That might do the trick. They were wild. Carrie's just like, she told me at the wedding, it's wild. And Miranda's like, it's going to be great. And Samantha's like, you haven't fucked? Yeah, she's disgusted. She's like, what do you mean? <laughs> and Miranda, I would have loved if Miranda wasn't in her optimistic, you know, in her optimist prime I actually situation. Think I would have liked to be there. Because for that. If she, if she hadn't been, she was going to lose her goddamn mind. And she would have she, annihilated her. It would have caused a fight between Charlotte and um, Miranda. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that Charlotte... I was so happy Miranda wasn't in her I told you so phase. But I am so looking Charlotte forward to too. that. I choose my choice. I choose my choice fight. Yeah, that's a great fight. Anything but this episode, am I right? Uh, am I right, ladies? So then at the Playboy Mansion, Charlotte meets Anne... What'd you think of Ian? Hated him. I thought he was a Tatiana. Quite hot. Oh my god. Do you just... I swear to god. Like, you just love to torture me. No, I thought he was cute. I'm gonna Google what he looked like, because I can't really call it up now, but I do have a note that he was He was, was cute. gross, and then he looked at her and he was like, I'd buy you some boobs. Okay, I didn't love... I don't look... I can't defend these men's actions. <laughs> I'm talking just aesthetically. Okay. Ian was a disaster. Disaster. All right, well, he's not important enough to come up on the first uh, Google image, but there's you, so I'm closing this window right now. But yeah, she wants to get, he says, can I get you some new boobs? And she's like, get me the fuck out of here. I'd rather be with my dick husband. Yeah, she's like, maybe the grass is not greener. And and to Charlotte, ladies, gay gentlemen, it's not. (laughs) All right, let's get into, let's bro, (laughs) now... Barrel through this. <sighs> Let's get into CB because this is where I really started to lose my mind. Do you want me to read my first note? Absolutely. Oh Lord, this is the episode where Carrie's bald pussy drives her crazy. <gasps> the fact that we start with that, I was like, oh fuck, it's this episode. And again, I want to be clear that Sex and the City was at the forefront of things, 
but sometimes it is so hard to rewatch an episode where they think they're making something happen, in mm-hmm. quotes. The fact that they're talking about Brazilian waxes, like it's the newest, I'm like, and mm-hmm. I know in 2000, 2001, this was probably like, I guess people didn't know about Brazilian waxes, and this was like, oh my god, people are just shaving all the hair off. I was just kind of like, okay, I first and foremost, no, that does not make you like, when Samantha's like, ooh, you never know what you'll do with the Brazilian, mm, people in Brazil, it's like, I don't think having no hair on your pussy makes you go crazy. That's like, <laughs> I think you're just normal, but you're just bald down there. Just chill. Yeah. It's... Like, what are we talking about? Do you agree? <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> Leave it in. Leave it all in. I'm sorry. <laughs> just the word. <laughs> I, I just don't know. I just mean, the words, like, just having a publicity make you go crazy is so funny. It's just like, that's how they were playing it. I know. Mary's like, I feel like I was mugged. No, bitch, you went to get a Brazilian wax. I know. It was almost, do you think it was more of a play on, like, women in New York don't have bald pussies? I, that's the way they make it seem. And ladies in New York, I think that's where most of our v- listeners are. Let, let, actually, no, no, don't let me know. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good love. <laughs> I'm not straying. From, I'm not straying from God's path that far. We both had the same exact thought at the exact same time. We were both like, "Let us know," and then we were like, "Don't actually." No, keep I that to need, yourself. Please don't update us on the status of uh, your pussy hair. Yeah. Thank you. So I just thought I was instantly like, "What is going on here?" What's going on? You know. Then we get to the Vince. The Vince Vaughn. Keith Hottie. Travers. Now, I know you loved Keith Travers, but he blew out mm. from hell, in my opinion. Send him back. <laughs> what do you mean? I just felt like a this liar. is a little demon. A little fraud. The minute he came out, I was like, oh, God, there he goes, that little demon. I love him. Send him back. I just think Vince Vaughn is so fucking sexy. <sighs> okay. Like, he no, I'm really does it shame. for me. He's no Michael Keaton, but everyone has to have their own journey. Yeah, like he really does it for me in a way that's it's a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, he lies to her. He tells her that he's like this big shot and he's like looking for homes. And then they like hook up in the hot tub. They go in this, in they're the in grotto. Carrie Fisher's hot tub in a grotto. Mm-hmm. So then there's a rude awakening slash celebrity sighting. The fuck do you think you're doing? I told you, no prostitutes when you're house-sitting. You're a house-sitter? Personal assistant. Personal assistant. They thought you were an agent. Please, I wish I could get my agent to water my plants. Apparently, the life I was coveting wasn't Keith's. It was Carrie Fisher's. You are so fired. Wait till I tell Penny. Does this mean that I'm going to have to return her car? And Penny Marshall's. I'm just, I'm going to... You might need these. Thank you. Are you going to bring prostitutes to Ben's new $3 million home? And Ben Affleck's. You know, I'm not a prostitute. I'm Carrie Bradshaw. I'm a writer, too. Well, actually, I'm... Well, I have a column in New York. I'm Carrie. You're Carrie. I write. You write. I have a child. You know, I I really... I can't do this. Have you guys been smoking in here? Um, this was always on dry cleaning and the cat food that's all done and this was no matthew mcconaughey i gotta say to ask care to bring carrie fisher in for this one of our finest comedic actresses she made star wars funny yeah and she she talk about a sex symbol they should have had her there put her on that Mm -hmm. white (laughs) bikini and thrown her her in those buns again like carrie's been wearing those fucking buns all season so tired of this show and this whole episode. I know. But I just felt like it completely wasted Carrie Fisher. And if you haven't seen Carrie Fisher on Catastrophe, if you want to see her be funny, watch that. If you want to see her be funny, watch. Is she when Harry Met Sally, right? Mm-hmm. No. she Yeah, she's Harry Met Sally. Who's Spring, Spring Awakening? What's that movie called? Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> Yeah. Um, who, oh, Rita Wilson is Sleepless in Seattle. And um, 
of course, Rosie O'Donnell. Shout out to Nora Ephron. I wish she had written this episode. I just felt like that interaction between Carrie... I'm Carrie, and you're Carrie. I'm all right. It's like, this is not funny. It's like, Carrie, you're naked in her house. Yeah, and, like, the, and I do love the runner that carries a prostitute. I don't know. That's really making me laugh. I've forgotten how many times how she's many called a prostitute. How many times I thought the exact same thing. I was like, there we go again. There we go again. But she does find herself in a lot of prostitute situations. Yeah, it's very odd, so, actually. Know, at a certain point, if everybody's telling you to lie down, lie down. Yeah, if everyone's telling you you're dead, lie down. Yeah. Yeah. Now I have a note here that makes no sense. Please share. OMG, Sam in that hat. When did she wear a hat? (laughs) Did she wear a big hat in this episode at some point? Guys, let us know. That you can write to me and tag me in. If you can find a picture of Sam in a hat in this episode, I'd love for you to send it to me because I don't remember this. Okay. Yeah, I'm Um, not recalling it. They all leave, and Carrie gets home and says she's starting to feel a little bit more like herself. How do you feel like this episode handled... When she itches her... And smoking, and she's in her blue... I did think she looked... Be- I liked her I love that scene. jumpsuit and the red um, fanny pack. I thought she looked mm-hmm. cute there. But how did you think... How do you think these episodes and going to L.A. kind of handle the Aiden breakup and set us up for the back half of the episode season the last four where Carrie starts dating again. Do you feel like they do a good enough job of excising the Aiden big drama? I think so. I mean, I didn't enjoy this episode, but I do think that it gave it you a nice pause, like a nice break from the Aiden and big stuff. Like you knew that they weren't going to run into each other. You knew that like that stuff wasn't going to happen. Um, but I mean, this episode was just flopsity. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, okay, as a viewer, I feel like we took a pause, right? We mm-hmm. physically changed. But I feel like for Carrie, I would have liked a little bit more of a reckoning about what she did. Mm-hmm. Like, like I would have loved for her to run into people. Not even run into someone, but just have an experience in LA. Kind of like last week when I was saying I would have liked if Matthew McConaughey had bounced between Big and Aiden. Mm-hmm. I feel like we... That episode was so big-centered because of the McConaughey scene. It would have been nice if somewhere in this episode we felt like we were dealing with Aiden and putting that to bed, mm-hmm. and then we can come back clean. It just didn't... And God knows I'm no Aiden stan. It just didn't feel like it really dealt with what I think should feel impactful. Mm-hmm. And what really makes... It really does... I couldn't help but wonder. It seems like the writers at this point really didn't care about the character of Aiden. We did kind of say the same thing during the affair even. We were like, we kind of feel bad for Natasha, but mm-hmm. I don't really care about Aiden at all. And even in her breakup with him, there's no reckoning with it. Whereas both breakups with Big we've seen, and now the affair, we've dealt with him, but not Aiden. But of course, you know, we have a Aiden kind of circle back coming, and she'll really have to deal with the ramifications of that. Yeah. And the no, I girl. agree. They really didn't touch on... Like, they, like you said, they... You don't feel that same pain for him that you do for Natasha. It's weird. But I wonder in some ways, right, if we had really mourned that relationship for the fans who did like Aiden, maybe by not doing that, it leaves the door open. Mm. And it makes that look, that it makes that slow-mo turnaround with the white shirt more impactful. The idea that, like, you're really... You're still wondering, is he out there because mm-hmm. she hasn't even put him to bed? Yeah. Wow, Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's brilliant. Um, I didn't really have any notes about the fashion other than the hat that I don't recall. And um, that Carrie said, oh, well, this is a note. Carrie gives her ghetto, no, you didn't, again. To who? To Samantha when she pulls out the Fendi. She goes, no, you didn't. Oh, I hate when she does that. And um, It's very Bethany Frankel. Just for the think pieces, I'd like Sarah Jessica Parker to bring that back in and just like that season two, because you know the think pieces would be wild. Oh, they'd be getting to their <laughs> they'd keyboards. They'd be eating asses up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you have any fashion notes? <sighs> Although we both like Carrie and her I final loved, look. I loved Carrie's look that she wore to the grotto, to the Playboy Mansion. Oh, the bejeweled. It was like, it was like a bejeweled, like sheer cover up. Like, cover up. I thought it was really pretty. 
what I thought was so funny about that is then she's kind I guess she isn't wearing much because she's wearing kind of I don't know it was very reminiscent of what she'll walk in the runway show to me but I because she was just wearing a bra and panties under but I guess there she just had a coat over it not a full cover up yeah this is like floor length yeah um so in terms of the men we had Trey Letterman Lou Hugh Hefner and Keith and I guess Ian let's not forget Ian who you picking I'm picking Keith. Honestly, I'm going to go with Ian. Because now I was going to go with Letterman Lou, but I'm so disgusted by how he ate that steak. It was really vile. It was really upsetting. Like, and just the like the way he was chewing it, he was counting his chews. It was But really I wonder if that's what actors do when they have to eat in scenes anyway. Because you know how you don't want to eat in a scene because if you do, you have to keep eating in every take. So a lot of actors, and uh, Cynthia Nixon has talked about this, that she became a master at moving her food around the plate to imitate eating in the brunch scenes. Because if you're constantly eating, what they'll do is refresh your plate and then for continuity. So you really just want to be moving it around. But I'm sure some actors are like, and then spitting it out. Unless you're Grey's Anatomy head and then go back and watch... um, Every scene with Justin Chambers, Alex Karev, he's sloshing food in his fat maw and giving full line readings like, Izzy! (laughs) What's happening? I don't have any hot takes about this episode. The whole episode was a hot take. I'd rather talk about something else. Yeah, the whole episode was a wash. Um, What are you giving it out of 10? A four. Um, Yeah, I think I'm right there with you at four. Honestly, the only thing saving it is like that the memory of Meg Ryan ordering food and when Aaron met Sally. <laughs> other than that, it's a negative two. It's yeah. This it's is a flop episode. A flop of a flop. And um, I guess it's as a part of an arc that included Matthew McConaughey. I'm happy to take it. Um, yeah, that's love true. That guy. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week for a special detour episode because we are once again going to take a little break and talk about Gilmore Girls before we head into the last few episodes of season four. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us online. Sam, I'm... (laughs) Sam, I'm at CLewis1219. Where are you? I am at Bravo Historian on Instagram. I am now the face behind... Betches Brides. So go follow them. Um, I also do the podcast. Um, at Take Your Zolf on Twitter. You know. All the places All you the can places. find us. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.